Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Friday PM. We have got a great guest for you today. A couple of weeks ago, we interviewed a former Vinesong team member. And today, we have another former Vinesong team member with us here in the UK, in the person of Carol Lashley-Bob. Hello. Hey, Carol. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's so great to have you with us. Yes. What a surprise I'm being on camera. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was just coming to have dinner and hang out and here I am. <laughs> well, you know, you know how it is. You know how it is yeah. with family. You know, you just got to roll with what's going. Roll with the punches, So right? we just <laughs> thought you're coming and we just wanted to take the opportunity um, just to to, to speak to you a bit and just tap from a little bit of the experience and the wisdom that you have, because we know that it will be a blessing uh, to many people. And you, how long, you served in the team from, from when to when? What were your years in Vinesong? Ooh, well, I started in nine, oh my gosh, do I have to say what year? <laughs> it was 12 years. Yeah. Um, I started in 1990. Nine? somewhere around there. And I, I was there for 12 years. Wow, wow. You've been on Friday PM before. Yeah. It was on Zoom with, with Hillary, your husband. Yes. And Hillary joined the team after, after you. After, yes. But you were friends already, right? You knew each yes. other before. We, but... I knew Hillary since he was a teenager. Um, our families went to the same church. I'm from Guyana, South America. Mm -hmm. And his family started coming to the same church that we were attending at the time. And I actually got to know his sister, Deborah, first, and then Mari. <clears throat> then we moved to England in 83. And they came the following year and started coming to the church we were at. And that's how we, co we connected mm -hmm. and been best friends since. So you never know what God yeah. does, you know. And uh, they... they they turned this, you turned from best friends to husband and wife. So you were the, you've been pioneers in many ways. And because you, you joined the team at a time when the team was kind of rebuilding, the second team had moved on. You were the beginning. You were like one of the pillars of the, the third um, Vinesong team. Right. And then Hillary joined the team. You were both single at yes. the time. And you were the first couple to actually get married within the team. There were married couples before, but you were the first couple to get married within the team. So that was pioneering. Yeah. Um, when I joined, I was the only woman on the team. It was John, Jonathan, Tim and myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even know how to be around Guys, I don't have any brothers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're from all girls in our family, six girls. So it was a, that was a, an experience. Mm -hmm. But it was good because, I mean, growing up, I was very shy, very to myself. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to be outgoing and not rely on my twin sister to talk for me and all of this kind of things. And it was it was the beginning of... God really showing me what he had called me to. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a teenager, I really felt God had called me to, no, I actually said to the Lord, I either want to, to sing or be an air hostess. Mm -hmm. 
And it's only when we were in, on tour in Germany and we were singing at this big conference with the Yang Chao, I think he was there. Anyway, and we were practicing and we were practicing Let Your Living Water Flow. And it was like, God tapped him on the shoulder and said, Carrie, remember what your desire was. And I'm standing in Germany and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got my desire. I get to travel and I get to sing. He gave me both. And I was like, my goodness, did God put that desire in my heart or did he just fulfill the desire that I had? And the thing about it is when you, when you don't realize that you're following, not realize, but when you start realizing that you're following in, in what God says, even when it's scared, I was so scared. I mean, I've never been away from home. Out. I, I mean, I just finished Bible school. Yeah. The first time I've been away from home was one year in Bible school. Then straight from that was Vine Song. That's where I heard Vine Song, by the way, when I was in Bible school. And so going into a new environment, leaving my mom and dad, my sisters, the familiar. We get so used to the familiar and going into something totally different and standing on my own in a ministry wow. as a minister. I'm like, who am I, Lord? Who am I, Lord, to be standing before thousands of people and proclaiming your goodness? I felt really inadequate at times. But in those times, you realize that the Holy Spirit takes over. Yeah, and I think that's amazing what you said. You've said a few things there. I mean, so you were from a family, like you said, of you were you were six girls. Mm -hmm. You had not really been around. I mean, your dad, but you hadn't yeah. really been around guys. So God, God called you. You were in a team of, of mainly men. You were shy. God brought you out of yourself and then reminded you of something that you thought of um, years before. And God was basically saying look and see what I've done. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing how God, God used you and you pioneered right, right then when you joined the team, you were right. kind of pioneering, being this shy person yeah. who's used not to be at the front, right. you're already standing out. Right. <laughs> and the thing, the thing is, you know, <clears throat> I joined when I was in my 20s and I remember saying to the, because I also had a desire, talking about being the first to get married in Vine Song. I, all, I also had a desire to have a family. Mm -hmm. But when I said yes to the Lord, coming into Vine Song, I said, Lord, those desires I put, you know what you're doing. If it's to be, you will have, let it happen. And it, was, uh, it wasn't like an easy thing, you, say, you know. Yeah. It was, sorry, it was, it was kind of hard to lay those things aside and say, God, no matter what happens, I will follow you. I will, I will go with what you're saying, what your will for my life is. Growing, I grew up in a missionary home and my, my parents always said, the best place to be is in the will of the Lord mm -hmm. because you know that you're secure no matter what it, the circumstances around you look like. When times are hard, you know you can fall back on that word 
that God has given you that I have said this is where you're, you're to be. And that in itself is a security because a lot of the times we, we go here, we go for this job, we go for that job, we go for what we think God wants us to be. But <clears throat> we need to stay still and say, Father, I cannot make the, the next step without knowing, without the shadow of a doubt that you appointing me in that right, that direction. I remember before going to Bible school, I just finished college <clears throat> and someone came to my parents' home and talking to me, you know, and they said, well, what's, what are you going to do next? What career? And I, I said, well, I'm waiting for the Lord to give me direction. And the, the response kind of shocked me. They said, well, isn't that an easy way out? I'm like, an easy way out? That's not an easy way out. That's, that is hard because I can go with my desires. Your flesh overrides sometimes what the will of God is. It's easier to go with what your flesh is telling you to do. You've gone to college. You've studied to do this. There are jobs out there. That's easy. But when you are <clears throat> wanting to be in step with the things of God and his purpose, his purpose for your life. Mm. Why did he bring you on this earth? What is the purpose for this time, for this season, for you to be doing for him? Mm. You see, I firmly believe that if you are not walking within your purpose, you are missing a lot of the blessings and a lot of the 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 victories that God really wants you to have because it's not that he won't bless you, but you're not living in your potential, yeah. your full potential when you're not fully in what he wants you to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, we talk about the will of God is such a big thing. It's like out there, oh, thus says the Lord. Half of the time it's not even that. It's that still voice within you that says, this is what I want you to do, mm. you know, <clears throat> and for me, it was going on the mission field. For you, it might be where God has placed you in the career that you have. Yeah. What is it? How do you let your light shine in your career, in your job, at school, wherever you are, in what phase of life? Just make sure it's there where God has called you, you know. Don't just go through life thinking, oh, that's the next thing to do because my peers are doing it. But... You know, following his footsteps and, you know, taking, saying to the Lord, okay, God, I lay everything at your feet. We were at a conference once and it was a prophetic conference. I felt like God had put me on the operating table. Even thinking about it now brings tears to my eyes because I really didn't know what he was doing. And I felt raw. I felt, God, what is it you're doing in my heart? But I realized then that God was actually, sorry. He was actually healing my heart from things I didn't even know was there. You know, you grow up in a family where there's so much love, where there's so much of God. But I realized that I had so much resentment against the people of God mm. because I felt they took too much of my dad's time. Mm. 
and my mom's time. And it robbed me from the time I wanted. And God had to really heal me from that because I didn't call them into the ministry. God did. Yeah. And it was what God had called them to. And so God had to heal me from that resentment of <clears throat> thinking that I had time stolen from him because now he's calling me to, to the people. Yeah. And if I resent the people that he is calling me to, because people of God is people of God. It didn't yeah. matter if it was the people surrounding me at that time. But if I had that resentment against the people of God, yeah. how can I now minister to the people of God? Because it, it would stop you from, from right. serving. Serving, right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, just some nuggets there. Yeah. That your yes to God has to be unconditional. Because often, like you said, people, when you say you're waiting on God, some people say they're waiting on God and they're not, they're not really seeking God. They're just right. kind of, they don't know what to do. So they're right. not really doing anything. So I, in a way, I, I understand the response that the person gave because they're wondering, are you really seeking God? But you yeah. knew you were really were waiting on God, yeah. which is the more, most difficult path. It's not an yeah. easy path to wait. And because you can jump, like you said, into any job, into any career and do what everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. but waiting and doing something different to what everybody else is doing because God said to do it is really um, something, something courageous. Right. So, so it's amazing. So you, you, you came, this shy girl from, from Guyana, <laughs> you, you joined the ministry yeah. and God was, wor was working on your heart, yeah. like you said, so that you could heal from the things that had happened in the past. And you, so you could also in the ministry give of yourself to the people because yeah. in Vinesong, there's a lot of giving. There is definitely a lot, a lot of what Vine Song does is ministry to the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, we use the word, it's sacrificial. It is sacrificial. Talk about, um, the Bible says we, we must be sacrificial every day, you know, in our praise and worship to the Lord. It must be, every, it's a daily thing you put on the altar because when you go to bed at one o'clock in the morning and you have to get up at five o'clock in the evening in the in the morning mm -hmm. to go get ready to <laughs> you wake up and you say okay lord today the all what i'm putting on the altar is my tiredness what i put on the altar today is i don't feel like it because you do have those days you know where you, f you feel, oh, if I can only have a day before the next meeting just to recoup. So it's a day-to-day it's -day giving, putting your flesh or our desires or our tiredness mm -hmm. on the altar so God can replenish, mm -hmm. you know. It, our quiet time is not for that. Mm -hmm. I must put that in there. Our quiet time is for us to be one-on-one -on -one with the Lord for ourselves so we can reconnect with our own personal relationship with the Lord and not use that as, okay, God, give me a word for the meeting tonight. You know, that's not, that's not your, your closet, ex shouldn't be your closet experience with the Lord. You know, it's, it says go into your closet and pray and, and stuff. For me, <clears throat> you have, I had to find time 
away from the business, away from the ministry, to find time for my love relationship with my Lord. Because if you lose that in the busyness, then it becomes a routine. It becomes, oh, it's something I have to do. And then you start resenting what you, you, you were called to because you have lost connection, the one-to-one relationship, which is what God has called us to first. Mm. It's not ministry. <clears throat> Our first calling is to have a love relationship with him. And so I had to learn how to find those times mm. in connecting with my relationship with him and not getting lost within the ministry mm. and the, the busyness of it. I mean, 12 years in Vinesong, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of ministry, but it was a lot of hard work. You go, you set up, you, you know, and then after you set up, you do the ministry, you break down, you, and the thing is we stay in people's homes. And so you go to people's homes, they want to chat, they want to have ministry there. You can't say, I'm sorry, I'm too tired, I can't talk to you, (laughs) you know, because you don't turn off when you come off the stage and say, okay, ministry is finished. You have to be open to people wanting to have ministry within their home. Why did God send you to that house? Yeah. Why is it he sent you there? Not just to have a bed, but to have what? And the funny thing is trying to minister to people in a language you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit just have the communication going. And a lot of our ministry is not on stage. Yeah. It's after we've sung and we've sat with people and hear their stories and share our hearts and, you know, love and eat and, and just have communion with them. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the stage, what we do on the stage, it's almost like the door opener. Open, it's not, yes. it's not the end. No. Um, it's like the beginning yeah, of right. the conversation, isn't it really? Exactly. Because uh, I think, you know, you'll have seen that we're, we're with people and that they're nice and everything, but after the ministry, there's a change and you can, you can, you can just go into different areas with them. Mm-hmm. And some of that, those areas are laughter. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah. th- because many times, you know, what we do is serious and we take it seriously, mm-hmm. but we don't take ourselves seriously. Right. And we love to have a laugh. laugh yeah. <laughs> and many of the great times that we have in ministry are when we're sitting with people, right. eating with them, and we're telling jokes, right. and we're telling stories about what happened when we went here and the stupid things that we've done and the <laughs> embarrassing moments yeah. and all of those things, you know, that you, you kind of, you know, they're so embarrassing, but they're so fun to share with people. And, you know, seeing those times that people are getting healed. Yeah through the laughter, through the, right. through the everyday experiences, right. you know, not yeah. just the good, big, holy moments, but those, those experiences. Yeah, interacting yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. It's amazing. Vine Song has a song, and in, and in one of the verses it says, you look at all the people and you wonder what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So you looked at all the people. (laughs) I looked at John and I said, you look at all the people and you wonder what went wrong. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was the end of the song. <laughs> Did which you? we couldn't finish. The song. It was he, even John choked up. He went. <laughs> so you guys just that burst out laughing on yeah, the stage. Yeah, on the stage we just bursted out. Like, I think yeah, I was in Wales actually, and I think Paul and I think Paul and Tessa Settentry was in that meeting. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, the look I had on my face, it was like, disgusting. Look. <laughs> and then one time, hay fever was bad. You know, I'm going on stage and I'm talking like this because I have no voice. And I have to go and sing. So that night we're singing, Jesus, 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 right? <sighs> That song has a real high note. Gee, I can't sing it. I can't sing it now. But it goes really high. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming up to this note. I'm like, Lord, Jesus, please help me. I have no voice. I can't hardly talk. And here comes the note. <laughs> We're on our knees. That's a holy moment. <laughs> Do I keep... <laughs> It's a holy moment. It's, you know, it's one of those songs where you really sense the presence of the Lord. We're on our knees. And I go, Jesus. Well, I go, That's what you hear is, We couldn't laugh them because it was a holy moment. Jesus. I was like, oh my gosh. You, you wouldn't know I can sing, but you know, we're just, oh my gosh. So it you made funny. it through that song? We did. You had to but salvage. It, you had to but salvage. You, you, it was quite obvious that I did not hit the note in this crowd of people. Oh, wow. <laughs> so obvious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was funny. Ministry has different forms, you know. Even if you're in public ministry, there are different forms of public ministry. It's on stage, it's in the pew, it's in the restaurant. I remember John says, look, watch this. When we go in the restaurant, it would be empty. And as soon as we go in, we, bring, we will bring the blessings of the Lord. I'm like, what is he talking about? It happens every time. It gets filled up. We go in, it's empty, and in no time it's filled up because we are a walking blessing to every business we, we walk into. And if we don't see ourselves as the blessings of the Lord on the earth, then we won't be because you're not walking in that authority. And you have to understand that as a child of God, if I'm saying, that he is mine and I am his and he is my provider. He is my king, my lord, my savior, my friend, my everything. Then everything that Jesus did on the cross for me, I have to walk in that victory. You know, I'm not always overcoming something. I mean, we are overcomers. There are going to be trials, but we walk with the understanding that we have already overcome. And we walk in that victory of knowing that God is there wherever we go. And that's how you shine your light, friends. 
walk in there and say, I'm bringing the blessings of the Lord. So, devil, take notice. I have entered, you know, that kind of authority.